You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Soupcast, coming to you from Archaeosoup Towers. By popular demand, we're taking selected videos from the Archaeosoup back catalogue and bringing them to you as convenient podcasts. As the name implies, with Archaeosoup you get a bit of everything thrown into the pot. Archaeology, discussion, humour and debate. You can find out more at archaeosoup.com. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a hearty helping of Archeo Soup. Hello, Reese. How's it going? You're not too bad, Mr. Soup. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Um, in the middle of moving, so lots of books have already gone from the office, but... Far too many are yet to be moved. I'm sorry to say. Um, it's uh, anyway. We're not here to talk about about my my back. Um, we're here to talk about a topic which, for many, is a defining um, case study in terms of international heritage relations. It's with regards to the Elgin or the Parthenon marbles. At best, this is a very heated discussion on the international stage, both by governments, but also by, uh, for example, heritage um, workers and, and others, other interested parties. Um, but at worst, this is a really acrimonious um, argument. Um, now, we're going to discuss the, the, the pros and cons of this debate, but briefly, can you just uh, outline some of the history surrounding the, the, uh, the acquisition of the Parthenon marbles? Certainly. Well, Lord Algam was the ambassador from the United Kingdom to the Ottoman Empire, which uh, owned the Greek territories at this time. Uh, he made an arrangement to record and purchase these marbles and return them to the United Kingdom, where they were then purchased by the British Parliament um, for the British Museum. And that's where they've stayed. Yeah. Now, the issue is this. Um, the Greek uh, people... Um, and, and the government wants the marbles back. Uh, the United Nations has been talking about this topic for for quite a while as well. It's it's a very deeply legal issue um, in a in an international sense. So um, there has been a lot of discussion, and it is really a, a one of a kind situation um, in some respects. Okay. Now, <clears throat> for my part, I have to say, I, I flip and flop between thinking that the Elgin or Parthenon marble should be returned and that they should be kept in, in situ as they are at the moment. Now, I suppose my first um, point that I would, that I would, I would say, actually, is this is not actually a unique situation. Um, for example, the British Museum, museum in, museums in Paris, in New York, Berlin, they're crammed with artifacts from other countries and from other cultures why shouldn't these artifacts be relinquished why shouldn't they be returned to their countries of origin or in particular well, with, with regards to the Parthenon marbles so certainly um well to start off with i would argue that they were legally purchased hmm. at that time there, there was no united nations or international trade agreements um back then concerning this kind of um this kind of um so the issue I find is that there was a legal purchase, now the buyer wants back. I can understand that, and there is moral ground for asking for them back. Um, there's moral ground for them coming back to Greece. But we've got to look at the deeper issue here as to why 
Greece wants them back now. Mm. Um, for example, and this, this is the thing um, that I find, is that it's a custody battle. It's a parental custody battle between two parents. And the issue at the moment, I find, is if you look at the marbles as the child, what is the best interest of the child? What is the best interest of the marbles themselves? What's going to allow them to survive? Mm -hmm. And turning them to Greece, in my opinion, won't guarantee their safety in a lot of ways. And I have many, many examples um, supporting that uh, theory. Okay. Uh, would, would you like to hear one? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, well, this is from the uh, International Greek uh, Archaeological Authority. Um, Greece has severely cut their budget concerning antiquities. Even the International Association of Greek Archaeologists have been um, fuming, saying that the austerity measures are hurting the National Archaeological Museum. Maria Tazanaka um, is a security guard um, that used to work there. Uh, she's not been paid in 10 months. How can um, they be paid to protect things like the Algen marbles when even their security hasn't been paid in such a long time due to the austerity measures? Hmm. This leads me to believe that the Greek nation cannot afford um, at this time to take the Algen marbles back. It's more of an emotional um, uh, decision more than anything else. It's mm. not a decision based on best practice, I don't believe. Telling a different story to the traditional lines of archaeology, the Anarchaeologist podcast seeks the stories and ideas that are often overlooked or not considered real archaeology. Video games, anarchism, and archaeology in the middle of hostile areas. Host Tristan doesn't search under the rocks. He destroys them. Available on iTunes every fortnight. Right, okay, okay. Now, you, you say that this is like an argument between... Um, parents over and the marbles of the children in this custody battle but britain the british museum is not one of the parents here um, the marbles were made by a sculptor in athens they, they and they were taken from athens in some ways actually uh, arguably britain is like a um a step parent who purchased the child <laughs> maybe on the black market but nonetheless did purchase the child now you, you say you say that perhaps greece can't afford to or don't have the, 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 the capacity to, at the moment, look after the marbles effectively. But in recent days, for example, um, Amal Clooney, uh, the, the wife of George Clooney, and I have to say, I really don't like the way that everyone has to justify her as being George Clooney's wife. She's a very, you know, very well-respected lawyer in her own right. Um, One of the best. Yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Well, recently she... she uh, has really taken up this cause and she went on a trip uh, went to Athens saw the Parthenon and saw the museum which is in place and actually the spaces which are reserved at the moment for the Parthenon marbles and um, they're ready they're waiting um, again why shouldn't they be returned well they're ready and waiting but so is a lot of um, other people um, for example people who make a living off of black market antiques that um, industry is rife in Greece. It's one of the worst areas worldwide. Mm. Uh, for example, um, we've had over 500 attempted or success successful thefts of artefacts from 1990 um, from archaeological sites and museums in Greece. And they're the recorded ones. 
So true, when you true. But over the, but over the years, the care of the Elgin marbles hasn't been exactly pristine. A skylight falling from the ceiling has damaged them. We've had children, say in the 1960s, famously uh, two boys snapped the leg off a centaur. Um, you've got um, uh, the cleaning techniques used by the museum and actually also by El uh, Elgin's team uh, themselves. They, they, it was brutal. They they uh, they prized them off the monument, got rid of concretions and cement using really rather crude crude tools. And um, you can't necessarily just argue in terms of the 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 ongoing state of preservation and care. I mean, it's not like we've done that good a job. I mean, I suppose the the, the flip side of that would be to say that okay, they're not they at the time they were on a military base and they were being used as target practice pot shots and okay they haven't been shot at but. They've certainly been subject to damage. Certainly, and I won't disagree with you on that at all. Um, over the past century, uh, archaeology and curation has come um, in leaps and bounds. Admittedly, back over the last century and into the um, into the uh, 17th and 18th century, um, there were some horrible things done to antiques. Absolutely horrible. I'm not denying that whatsoever, but I am saying that n now, in the immediate future, what is the best um, way to protect the marbles from further damage? Um, is the British Museum better equipped? Maybe it is. I'm not even saying that the British Museum should keep them. I'm saying that they need to be looked after from a world point of view. It's not a view of Greece versus Britain. It is a view purely that I believe all archaeologists should take that these artefacts are part of the world's history, part of people's history worldwide, and they need to go somewhere that they will be protected in every way possible. And I believe that UNESCO has a major role to play in that. For example, UNESCO could fund um, putting the marbles back and protecting them and not leaving that protection so much just to Greece. That I would agree to. Even setting up an entire museum somewhere, a location that isn't um, maybe so well known for uh, black market antiques, which, by the way, um, even up until recently, there were 300 um, artefacts taken from Corinth in the last two years uh, off an archaeological site. So that just goes to justify the point. Now, well, um, hang on, hang on, just just for a moment. Then, are you saying then, as an Australian, that you'd be quite happy if circumstances were just so? You'd be quite happy if someone was to say, take the Sydney Opera House for 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 for, for care and preservation, if Australians couldn't apparently look after it. Let's say, um, let's say, I don't know, let's say Britain decided to do that. <laughs> uh, we're, we're taking your Opera House because of your 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 Aussies clearly can't look after it. Um, it's the best thing for you. Um, do you really think that you'd respond well to that? Well, you're saying Britain. I'm saying the United um, Nations. I'm saying UNESCO. And I believe that there needs to be, obviously, a period of discussion at UNESCO to decide what is best for these artefacts. It's not about nations. It's about this world view that these things need to be protected. And if they cannot be protected in their places of origin, if they cannot be protected, then they need to be moved and they need to be taken care of somewhere else. And this this, this is the um, point at the moment. It's a bit satirical, but you've got to wonder what the Greeks are actually wondering about these marbles. Are they bringing it back because they think it will bring them tourism? 
is it going to is it going to boost their economy if so they probably need it at the moment from what i'm hearing on the news but the main issue here is that it's not theirs to abuse that that's my argument it is not theirs to abuse and it, it goes the same worldwide it needs to be taken from an international outlook what is the best way we can look after these sites and these artifacts and I, I do believe that um, it's, it takes an international approach, not a national approach. Right, I see, I see. So, so in some ways you're arguing that uh, the role of archaeologists in this, in this whole de debacle and debate should be as trusted, neutral observers. Uh, who 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 want the best for the child? So p perhaps almost like a, if to continue that child analogy, um, almost like a, I suppose a good social worker, someone who's actually looking out for the for for the the person in the other thing in the middle. I see, I see. Well, okay, I can I can I can I can I can agree with that to a certain extent. But if you think about um, about the way in which uh, different countries, different areas, and that their nationhood has progressed, and their their connections to, for example, their physical history. Um, I can't really think of many countries which haven't, at one point or another, destroyed something which they then regretted. We, to a certain extent, the international community, if you want to call it that, but certainly Britain, Lord Elgin, also the Earl of Elgin, um, went so far as to take that choice out of. Uh, the people of Athens's hands. Um, do you not think that that is is a good argument for returning them? The fact that ultimately, for example, in Paris they destroyed um, uh, things like the Bastille and uh, the, there's, there's some very impressive architecture, castles even, which were just flattened. There's one underneath the, uh, for example, the, the Louvre, um, which would have been very impressive if it was still there. Um, do you not think that, 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 that these things should actually uh, really just be down to the the responsibility and the choices of that nation um, we can't protect everything we can't we can't hold on to everything and at the moment um hopefully surely i mean it's not, it's not like you can just take the parthenon marbles or the elgin marbles and put them on the black market i mean someone's going to notice if they turn up on ebay certainly certainly but i mean we've had um similar things go missing in the past things that we don't know about for example there are some fascinating um bronzes that have come off um ships um in the aegean sea and nobody knew about them because they went straight to the black market now um even the the same group the international um uh greek archaeologists association um were saying things like when i walk through the agora i see so many sites um that need protecting that we can't afford to protect you know they're crying out for help for protection i'm not saying that we necessarily need to take it away from the location but we do need to protect it if it's in the best interest and the least expensive way of, of protecting these sites um but going back to the bronzes, if you don't know, if archaeologists don't know about something that um, has already hit the black market, then odds are they're not going to see it again until... Um, it turns up with Christie's or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. right. Right, OK. So, or, or some council decides to sell something off. You, 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 you get <laughs> Well, and that, you see, and no, I see, I'm right there. That, that, that surely is the crux of the matter. At the moment, Britain 
internationally has all has got a very bad reputation and this is just because of that one sale and never mind the fact that over the past two three four hundred years we've just slowly but surely accrued material from other cultures um recently in the past couple of months we have seen a county uh, so a council rather sell off an artifact which was not really necessarily theirs to sell sure you can argue it was legit legitimately purchased although the roots of that are still being investigated but ultimately we're talking about an ancient egyptian artifact um, which when it was made another purpose could not have been foreseen by the makers certainly not going to a british museum um, and and yet it was been sold in this country now if we're if we're so reckless with the things that we have here um why on earth should the elgin marble stay here i mean i know i know you're saying this is not about britain versus greece and to a certain extent you're absolutely right but you are arguing that they should stay in in london i mean how do we not how do we know that that that, that, that they are actually this this is the safest place for them well like I said before, I'm not saying that they should necessarily stay in London. I am saying that they need to go to a safe location, maybe even, I don't know, Berlin, for example. If they can look after it there, then they should. That's just an example. Nefertiti. Sorry. Exactly. Well, this is, this is a problem in its own right, where we have post-colonial um, issues in the sense of all these uh, countries today um, are asking for these artifacts back and they're saying, well, it's part of our cultural heritage. One could argue that, well, no, it's not. There are other ethnic groups and smaller groups that it may have been a part of, but it wasn't part of the entirety of what Egypt is today, for example. Do they have the right to ask for those back? I believe so. On, on some artifacts, yes, they would. But when it concerns um, issues where they're only asking for a back for presumably tourism and profit, that I have to, I actually cringe at because I don't think it's, like I said, it's no country's right to ask for heritage back as a resource just to sell it for tourism. Hmm. Um, especially if there is even the slightest chance that they could get damaged. Um, as, as for keeping the Al Algon marbles in, in Britain, I cannot tell you if that is the safest place for them. If they have been damaged in the past 100 years, like most artefacts, I would say, um, in some way or another, even Tutankhamun, which today, um, in this modern era, when Egypt still has control of it, the body still gets damaged occasionally, or has been damaged occasionally so there's there's lots of things to think about in that respect but the the actual decision here is not black and white it's not give it back to greece because it belongs to greece there, there is no clear answer to that and i think the only people that can um, take it from here is unesco and to say maybe we should make a museum of international antiques and grab all these things from all these countries stick them at one location, a mutual location, where they can be all looked after properly and funded properly so everyone can see them. You know, maybe it should be in Switzerland. Who knows? Maybe it should be in the middle of Africa. Well, true, this, but, this but, but, no, but, that, but, but, but then, I mean, you say that, but then the people of, I mean, people, for example, from Athens, sure, arguably they can, they can get access to the Parthenon marbles 
if they get a flight to London and, and, and look at them. But Switzerland, why Switzerland? I mean, um, sure, why not, actually, why not have a floating museum, a museum that floats from place to place? And, <laughs> no, 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 I'm being facetious, I really am. But I, 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 know, I do know what you mean, I know what you mean. But I suppose the, pro the problem is, is that no one no one's going to agree to that and and there's a real there's a really strong um and stark problem here and that is actually in the case of say the british museum legally it is illegal to take anything out of that museum uh, con con conveniently a law was passed that says essentially everything in the museum is the museum's property um you know ad nauseum irrevocably talking about just inanimate objects well, yes, yeah, hopefully not people. Yeah, you can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't go in and just be nabbed by the government, right? You're ours. Um, I am sick of people using this idea, using nationalistic fever to say we need to bring them back when they're really just worried about their back pockets and going, we get the Algan marbles back. Well, we could make, you know, another 120,000 euros a year to inject into the economy because people will come and see them. Well, that's not best practice. There is not an archaeologist in the world, I would think, that would agree that you should move an artefact back based on that. And I suppose it's not, it's not as though the movement of the artefact is a guaranteed um, safe trip. Yeah, that, that, that is itself dangerous, I suppose, yes, yeah. Um, okay, Reese. well, I think we've, we've had quite, quite, a, quite a discussion about this, and I look forward to seeing what people say below. I suspect that we'll have some fairly heated um, comments going off the previous Elgin video, Elgin Marbles video that we've done. Uh, I would encourage those of you who are watching at home to keep the comments civil and uh, as far as possible uh, debate the issue. Don't just say return them now they were stolen because that's not really a, deb that's not really a discussion that's just shouting your opinion. I was just going to say that um, all these views and opinions that we express as well are trying to actually cover the larger uh, um, community. They're not just expressed by ourselves and always believed by ourselves. These aren't just our opinions. They're the opinions of a lot of different areas. So um, please don't just, yeah, um, assume well, cert cert I, I, certainly, I well, certainly I've been playing devil's advocate. And, uh, and in the case of Reese, I know that you, you've been making the argument uh, as a, as a, cold-blooded archaeologist rather than as a, pa <laughs> as a passionate human being so yeah so don't just attack Reese or myself this, this is we've been debating the issue we haven't been um, we haven't been staking our claim on them okay guys well um, as ever thank you so much for watching and until next time do take care and uh, to you Reese, thank you for your time uh, and uh, well bye bye cheerio see ya this podcast episode has been produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network in collaboration with Archaeosoup Productions. Find out more podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com Dot com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.